Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Friends, we're back with another episode. Three in a row. Let's go. That rhymed. Okay. So my name is Jason. My name is Drew. And today we're doing a mental health check. Mental health check. Uh, This has been another very highly uh, requested topic as well, um, which totally makes sense to me because mental health is something that a lot of people are talking about um, in society in general, uh, which is awesome because it's super important and should have been the entire time, but here we go. Right. Absolutely. I think that a lot of times people are, it's like a generational thing to not check in on your mental health. Cause mm-hmm. obviously like older generations, um, weren't as like aware and cognizant of it. I think it's a good thing that younger generations are like really prioritizing mental health because it is very important. Yeah. 1000%. So, um, okay. So I guess if we were to start off with like where we're at, like, or where we started with our own, um, mental health personally, um, I think I've always had anxiety and growing up too, we've looked back and been like, oh yeah, like she definitely did. Cause I grew up like super painfully shy and the thought of people having to look at me would make me sick to my stomach. And, um, whereas Drew like, doesn't care what anyone thinks about her is very, (laughs) it's very easy for her to go into spaces where she doesn't know anyone or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. stuff like that. Whereas like, yeah, I think yours was uh, a very aggressive social anxiety more yeah. than anything. And then also just regular too. But I think um, social anxiety is like what exacerbated it a lot. Yeah. Having to like and be I around think, unknown people. Yeah. And then I think too, like, because we grew up so close in age, like Drew always made me like go to things I didn't want to do. Like, let's go hang out with friends at recess instead of like, yeah sit here and, and do nothing yeah because I was so uncomfortable around people um that I can't even imagine like what kind of kid I would have ended up being had I not had Drew there being like get up and come over here you know and play with us or whatever yeah especially when we got a little bit older like into high school and stuff mm-hmm. um because Dayson like both of us are very okay with being alone too like we have no problem like spending time by ourselves or with each other but a lot of times I always like describe it like as like um, there has to be a balance, right? It can't always sure. just be you by yourself. Like you should try to like mingle in some fashion. So I would always be like, come on, dude, come on. We're going to go. We got invited. Mm-hmm. We're going to go. We're going to have a good time. And then she would always come reluctantly, but she would always have a good time. So that's yeah. all that matters. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it definitely got worse when I, as I got older through high school. And I definitely credit our British queen, um, Zoella. She was the first oh, person yeah. I'd ever seen like openly talk about having anxiety and panic attacks and, and like describing what it was like, what it feels like. Yeah. Cause I just thought I was like, Oh, I'm just shy. And I'm like a weird kid. Like, that's just what that means, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I remember she put out like a 30 minute video of like her first panic attack or what it meant. She's also emetophobic like me. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, like that. I thought it was just me that felt like that. Yeah. Um, 
And so I remember watching your thing and thinking, and I remember telling you, like, do you think I have this? And you're like, I've always been here. <laughs> I'm like, what? I actually, told me. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, I very clearly remember that video because I remember mm. you sending it to me. I think that came out when we were you were in college and I was still no, in high school. No, I watched it right before I moved. Oh, okay, right before yeah. college. Okay, so it was around the same timeline, but like you were like, I watched this and I feel like I know exactly what she's talking about. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I do too, dude. Yeah, that's that sounds that's pretty you. on brand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hers, I think hers um manifested a lot sooner, like where mm-hmm. she was like aware of it. And I think um yours was like a little bit later, which as long as you are aware at some yeah. point, that's all that matters. You know what I mean? I think what was so nice about realizing I had anxiety was that there was nothing wrong with me. Like that's just yeah. how my brain operates. So yeah, while there isn't anything wrong with me, that's not a healthy way to continue living my life. So I need to you know, learn of new things I have to do yeah. to get through it. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. And it's like one of those things where, um, it's never your fault if you have it and there's nothing wrong with you if you have it, but you also shouldn't give it the power to control you, which yeah. is where like your, your, um, methods of coping with it come into play. Mm-hmm. And I very clearly remember for like me, cause mind you, like my sister and I are two sides of the same coin but we're very different too, in a lot of ways. So mm-hmm. Jason's anxiety and social anxiety was much different from mine. So for a very long time, I didn't think I had anxiety like at mm-hmm. all. I was like, yeah, that's not me. Cause like, I'm not afraid to talk to strangers and all that kind of yeah. stuff, which I also think is a hindrance on like external, like, what do you call it? What do you call it when you're an introvert, an extrovert, right? Yeah. So, extroverted people who are also anxious. I feel like it's a lot harder to like come to terms with it because mm-hmm. you're like, well, I don't have a problem going to a party by myself, or I don't sure. have a problem eating in a restaurant by myself. Like that doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I can man- never do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it manifests in much different ways for me. My anxiety. Sure. So I remember watching, um, which is kind of ironic because I think she's an introvert, but like I watched Ariana Grande talk about her anxiety on the tonight show like okay. probably when like 20 like 15 2016 something like that mm-hmm. I remember watching her and her talk about it and I was all that's how I feel sometimes like the mm-hmm. way she was describing it and I, remember I think it was this, 18 because I was when uh sweetener was gonna come out right yeah okay yeah you're right because then I was like what like the way she was describing how she mm-hmm. feels sometimes I was like oh my god like I was literally thinking like and then I thought is something wrong with me right mm-hmm. Um, because I should, I feel like I'm fine, but then I also feel like I'm not fine at yeah. the same time sometimes. Right. So I don't know, I guess they just manifest in different ways. I guess it's just per the person. There's no right or wrong. Yeah. Way. And I think that that's the nice part about it becoming a, a well-spoken about topic Yeah, by people. I don't personally know Zoella or, or Ariana Grande, but mm-hmm. to see people you look up to, or you love talk about having the exact same feelings, you're like, huh. That yeah exactly kind of like me like it normalizes it completely yeah, yeah like the way she was talking about it was so uh palatable to mm-hmm. a way like to an extent where I was like that's exactly how I felt sometimes <laughs> and then I was like what like I was so like yeah. I felt like I was unlocking a new level in my brain yeah, I was like sure. I I truly never thought that and then I thought to myself after that moment like I when I would look back I would think about times that I was like extremely anxious and the really unhealthy ways I would cope with it. Yeah. So like, I think a lot of times too, like my anxiety for me personally 
is driven by this incessant need to be perfect all the time and overachieve. Sure. So like when I feel like I'm failing in some way, or when mm-hmm. I feel like I'm falling behind, when I feel like I'm being left behind, like my anxiety like kicks in like really bad. Yeah. Mine is everyone hates me. Like <laughs> my friend posted something about like, um, I mean, it's not funny, but like, yeah, no, but like that's I know like I'm that. just so, I'm just so aware that that's yours. Yeah. yeah. I, my friend posted some, like a meme or something on her Instagram. I can't remember. It was something about like, I just logged off with my therapist mm-hmm. and I told her, how come every time I log off, I'm always like, oh my God, I hope she's not mad at me. Like, that's like, <laughs> I can't stand when people are mad at me or if they're upset with me or if people don't. Um, I just always assume the meanest things are being said about me when I walk into a room, like, yeah, and like people are, are judging me and no one's yeah. ever done that to me. That's just a story I've created in my head since I was little. Yeah. That, like 28 years later, I'm just now realizing is super unhealthy and I need to undo and really yeah. like unravel and take a look at it. Yeah. Because um, it holds you back from doing other from things. From so many different experiences and yeah. things like that. And so um, yeah. So like I had anxiety, like I could see throughout high school, but I think because my mom kept us so busy, we were in like every sport we did clubs, like we yeah. did club sports, like there was no time to have to think. And that's kind of how, um, I grew up with my anxiety. Like Same. I would like, every time I'd play a volleyball game, my mom would coach me and had me, um, jump rope until I couldn't breathe because I would get so nervous in my games that I yeah. would like be facing the opposite direction or like all of a sudden I don't know how to do anything because I'm so like frozen in fear of what, what yeah, are it was me? like truly like Jason's anxiety of performing in front of strangers yeah. and capacity was like almost crippling to her so yeah. we like as a family because we just didn't know like what it was at the oh my time God, they were like what are you like I was like just chalked just it like, up to being nervous I just get so nervous yeah. yeah and so like we would implement these exercises for Jason to do so so almost like a like a like an animal like you know when you put them on the treadmill to get them really tired or like a baby yeah. or like let them run around so they, they tire themselves out mm-hmm. that's kind of like what we had to do with Dace and it worked for yeah. like a time and then you know and then you get older and then you mm-hmm. realize that it's affecting other areas of your life not just yeah. like playing sports so it wasn't something that we had and I anymore. didn't realize it was as bad as it was or I guess it just progressively got a little bit worse when I had to yeah. live on my own when I went to college because now yeah. my mom is I'm really close with our obviously our mom and with yeah. you and it's just mm-hmm. me and so that's when um, I started to develop like depression and things like that mm-hmm. and so I didn't really realize it was so bad until I was getting ready to graduate college mm-hmm. and I would you know, drink because I'm 21. So I would drink by myself in my room and I wouldn't talk to people and I would cry every day and I couldn't go to class because I was so upset, like, because I was so stressed about my future. And I'm like, what am I doing after college? And it was just creating so much anxiety. And then I like, didn't like myself. So then I'm thinking everyone else probably thinks I'm annoying, like at school or at work. And yeah, it's just like like this endless cycle. cycle. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's literally just like this, um, cycle that feeds into itself so mm-hmm. you like don't do things because you're anxious and then you yeah. get mad at yourself because you didn't do those things because you were anxious and then you're mm-hmm. like why am I feeling so anxious yeah and now I'm a loser because I didn't do those things mm-hmm. and like it's everyone like probably this, thinks the same thing yeah everyone's <laughs> probably thinking the same thing about me now I can't go back because they're gonna mm-hmm. know that I missed the last time it's just like this never-ending cycle and it's funny too because like to Billy I always we always make this joke like me and Dace but like 
you, you I'm sure y'all have seen the movie Inside Out right so you know how like Riley has all her emotions and just one of each yeah one of each yeah we always talk about which ones we would have mm-hmm. right so like mine how many are there five right there's five. five senses yeah mm-hmm. so like for the five I would have like like two like probably like no probably one sad like two fear one angry one happy yeah I think mine would be three fear is that Mm -hmm. the purple one yeah yeah three fear and then two sad no no well right now I would want to change it to have like for joy and too sad you know what I mean yeah exactly or whatever but no definitely I would say like before who I am today I would definitely say I have a lot more fear than that me too me too well and then like for mine too like like I said I didn't even really come to terms with it probably till I was like about to graduate from college honestly like when I was in my early 20s is probably when I really started thinking about it like or understanding it because it would you know, like I almost thought it was normal to like be so overworked and so exhausted and so stressed that I would sleep for like three days straight. And I thought that that was normal. So like, and I remember too, um, when I started working at the NFL, right. And that job was just absolutely rotting me from the Mm -hmm. inside out, not just the drive, but also just the, the whole toxic environment in general. Um, I would literally like, I would, I would tell my family like hey like I'll see you guys on Friday Saturdays because I worked like five days a week Mm -hmm. so I would work Monday to Thursday all day Friday sleep I would sleep all day I would literally sleep till like 2 p.m I'd wake up I'd drink a little bit of water go back to sleep and then I'll Mm -hmm. wake up and it was like 8 p.m yeah he would come home and he would say did you eat today and I'd be like no and then my mom would be like, oh, I think she's tired from the drive. And then my sister would be like, no, dude, she's depressed. Sad. Yeah. And yeah, she's sad. That's what she would tell my mom. And my mom was like, you think? Because they never saw me because obviously I don't live at the house with my parents. Mm-hmm. So then my sister started calling me all the time to like ask me how I was feeling and stuff. And I was like, I mean, I'm good. I think I'm good. That was not good. Yeah. <laughs> not good at all. <laughs> and I, I think I was just... Um, I think sometimes my brain's about distractions. So like when it starts feeling like that, I try to distract myself mm-hmm. with other things, which is an unhealthy way of coping with it. Mm-hmm. But um because it's one thing to know you're sad or anxious, but it's another to like continue. Like it's, it's almost like continuing a cycle of abuse against yourself. Like you're like, yeah. no, I can keep living like this. And it's completely oh my unhealthy. God, yeah. And mm-hmm. you just keep doing it because even though I moved, like after I finished school, like my mom was like, you have to come home. Like, cause I was, I would yeah. call her, especially leading up to the end. I would call her. Then I'm telling her, like, I literally am just like, I've never been this sad before. I have to come home. Like, yeah. so she was like, yeah, come home. And so I moved home and being around my little brother and my parents, and even uh, you were about to graduate. So I was like, so excited for Drew to move back. So yeah, I was like, okay, I just got to wait another year. Drew's going to come back. And so I think it started to get worse. Cause I, my coping was food. I would binge mm-hmm. eat and drink and stuff like that and just not in a way that was healthy to my my brain or my body yeah and then um and it's that cycle again right where you would eat and then you'd feel guilty and then you would eating yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and then it wasn't until 2019 when we had decided to quit our jobs and work full-time in our family's business because like I I couldn't take it anymore I I remember Drew was like just wait like we can quit at the same time and I just put in my two weeks because we worked together yeah she I I'm not even joking like (laughs) I still remember the conversation to this day because when they 
mm-hmm. Macy told me she was quitting the job that we both had because we worked at the same place. Yeah. And um, we loved the people we worked with yeah. and we made really good money, but it was just like, it was like so harmful um, mentally and very stressful. So it just like, it was unfulfilling because yeah, I was, it was like, unfulfilling, we all went to yeah. school for certain things. Like, I don't yeah. want to do this. Like I'm yeah. stuck. And, and yeah. I still remember like, I was telling her, I was like, dude, like, just wait it out. Like, just wait, like, I'll, I'll quit with you in, a, in like a few months. And then she was like, dude, I'm not going to make it. That's all she told me. <laughs> so I didn't even tell her. I just put in my two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Then I, I started I, laughing and she was like, I'm being serious, dude. I'm not going to make it. I'm literally I have to leave. Yeah. I have to leave. And I was like, okay. And then, you know, once I understood, cause she explained it to me in a much more detailed way how she was feeling I was like oh my god dude like I don't want you to feel like that like that's terrible and then the absolute irony of that happening and then I started working at the NFL and that's what happened to me too yeah same thing I was like yeah when we worked at a job I had Fridays off and um I think drew a Thursday Fridays off so she always had like one more day than no Fridays Saturdays Oh, okay. Oh no, I mean yeah. when we both work together. Anyways. Oh yeah. We always yeah, had like, days off. Yeah. yeah. So but she would be like, Woohoo, I'm going to the beach. And then I would be sleeping all day because I was yeah. so depressed and I was sad yeah. and I felt unfulfilled and I like was just like it was like embar- I felt embarrassed about how I felt. So then yeah. I quit, then Drew quit, then Drew gets to the NFL and then she's acting the same way. And I was telling me, Well, that's what I did. Yeah. I it was sleep yeah. until three and then eat an entire pizza by myself, which is you know, you <laughs> good to do when you're not in a bad mood, you know, yeah. like so I was like, not when I it's am. like a way of coping with yeah, how sad like, you feel. Maybe you're like, I want to eat a whole pizza, eat a whole pizza. But I would literally do it just because I was so upset and sad and unhappy yeah. and anxious and it was awful. And so, yeah. And I literally like went down this like really terrible spiral when I was working at the NFL, like, because that job was just affecting me so terribly mm-hmm. mentally. And it was really weighing on my confidence as like a worker, as like a journalist, as like someone, you know, women in sports, like it was just affecting everything I, I believed were the core things of my personality. Yeah. So it was like weighing even heavier on me. Cause I was like, maybe I was never meant to do this. Like, maybe I am not talented enough to be in this profession. Like maybe they're right. Like, that's what I, that, that's why I say all the time, like, that's the worst thing that job did to me was make me doubt myself and my sure. capability and my just overall competence. Like it literally made yeah. me think that I was the most incompetent and incapable person yeah. ever. And that was the worst. And I, as we all know, I don't feel like that about myself. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I've never felt that way about myself. So mm-hmm. having to experience that firsthand and then suffer through it for like 10 fucking months was yeah. just awful like truly and then Dason like she smelled it from like a mile away so I think for me like once we caught our jobs and I was able to focus on just myself and our family business is so like easily adaptable to schedules and stuff like that that I wasn't like locked to a desk or anything I was able to take like a good year to really look at who I am and what do I want to do and and stuff like that and then really take care of my anxiety and see like for me, like I don't, the most, if I could give anyone tips is, is like, because if, if you have anxiety is to look for different signs that you're having anxiety. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because when you yeah. live for so long with your anxiety, you're like, oh, it's just Accustomed another day. to it. Well, yeah, and that's like, why I thought it kind of building up and leading to it. Or oh I'm my like, God, yeah. For me, I'm like, oh, if I'm in my room too much, I'm like, that's weird. I don't usually do that when I'm happy, you know? Well, yeah, that. And also like 
that's how you helped me diagnose that in myself. Yeah. Because, because I would tell you, like, I honestly don't think there's anything wrong with me. And then I would describe things that I would do or things that I would, ways I would deal with issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you were like, yeah, dude, that's not, that's not normal. I, another great example of it is like when I started dating Billy who has been like so wonderful and helping me like when I have bad mental health days but like when I would describe to him like how I would cope with things or how I would deal with things or how I would feel about stuff um he would like watch me describe it and then he'd be like yeah there's no way because he's like the most simple person like yeah um he I honest to God wish, but like, he doesn't keep anything in his head that does not serve him ever. Like yeah. if it doesn't mean anything, if, it doesn't, if only I fucking wish, dude, <laughs> I would be the richest person alive. If I, could dude, I wish all the time <laughs> that I could, he, I literally describe it as like, you know, when you like take off your Apple watch and you plug it in, that's like his brain. He takes it off, plugs it in. It wipes the brain of anything that happened that day. And then mm-hmm. he wakes up fresh. Like he's like, ding, and he wakes up <laughs> fresh. nothing bad happened. Nothing bad's mm-hmm. happening. Just existing. And I was yeah. like, dude, I fucking wish, man. Me I too. wish I was like, I Dang. wish it could be that way so bad. I was right? like, I, I envy you so terribly. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, well, see, that's why we're a good balancing act because like you care about, I always say you care about, I care about everything and he doesn't mm-hmm. care about anything. Like yeah. that's like, not like anything, but just like nothing stresses him out. Yeah. And everything stresses me out. Mm-hmm. So we like are a good balance for each other in that sense. Cause he can talk me off the ledge when yeah. I'm like, when I spin out about like my tire being low on my car. <laughs> yeah. Or you lost your favorite eyelash brush or something. Oh my God, yeah. dude. Yeah. Stuff like that sends me into a spiral. But anyways, I just remember telling Dason, like describing to her, like, what does this sound like to you? Like I would describe to her how I deal with stuff <laughs> or how I feel. And then she was like, that sounds like anxiety to me yeah. and I'm all do you think like I just because I've just been that way my whole life like you said so I just yeah, and you just normal. don't think about it as that because it wasn't talked about when we were growing up and yeah now that it is you're like huh yeah I got one of those things yeah you know? like I literally when I watched that Ariana Grande thing she had described having a panic attack right mm. and so like my idea of what panic attacks were before I had understood where I with my mental health and stuff was like something like catastrophic like something like you know what I mean so horribly awful like Mm -hmm. you know like almost you need to go to the hospital like that's how I saw it in my head prior to like my understanding of it and then I realized that not everybody's panic attacks look the same and they Mm -hmm. don't uh, manifest the same way so like the way she described her first like anxiety slash panic attack I was all Cause I like <laughs> just had one and I didn't know what it was. So I thought maybe I was going to pass out or something. And I still remember where I was too. I was like, we were in a restaurant and I had never been to the restaurant before. And for everyone who knows, like I'm a planner, right? So like, if I go to an unknown place, I just pick what I feel like is what I've had before, just in case it tastes bad. You know what I mean? I don't like to venture out. Mm-hmm. So I like was trying to pick so a some- chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to look for something familiar to me, but yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't read the menu because I have shit eyesight. So I, I couldn't read the menu. Then Billy left because he had to go to the bathroom. So I was standing there by myself trying to read this menu and they were going, hello, like, do you want to come? Hello, next, next, next. And then I was like, <gasps> like, I literally had like a nervous breakdown just standing there. So then I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. So I ran to the bathroom and I just sat in the stall and cried for like 20 minutes, just mm-hmm. sitting in there crying. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I was literally thinking like, what is wrong with me? 
what is wrong with me? And then I remember I called my sister when I got home and I described it to her and she was like, that sounds like a panic attack, dude. I think you just got anxious. And I was like, what? Like, I was like, I don't it doesn't have to be like that. just in that moment. It's a, it, like mm-hmm. mine, like build up over time where I'm like crying on something that happened to me three weeks ago that I was like, that didn't bother me. And then yeah. And that's why I was like, no, I was telling her, I was like, no, dude, no. Cause that's never happened to me before. And you're all, that's just never, that specific thing has never happened to you yeah. before. That doesn't mean that it hasn't happened to you. And I was like, huh? Like I was yeah. so like, bro, what? Mm-hmm. I was just so um, enthralled by it. And then I feel like I remember that so clearly because I think it was important that I recognized what was going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I could and see it better. See it ahead of time so it doesn't have yeah. to build up to a panic attack mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so, yeah. Yeah, like at one point in my life, like I would just like naturally have one like every day. Like I go, I could like, I know I could like go to the bathroom at work and have a quick, I would have a quickie and then I'd get back (laughs) to my desk and finish my shit. Like it was like, I was like living with it. It was so unhealthy. Remember we used to talk about it all the time. Like I'd go to a business meeting and be like, I'll be right back and go to my car, have a full blown panic (laughs) attack and then come back in like, all right, like what are we doing? Like, yeah, it was just so unhealthy. And I used to like, it's like I would like pride myself on it because I was all I knew so I'm like yeah like that's just another day that's how it is and yeah. I'll get through it so it and wasn't it's really me. sad too to have to live like that to like have to like yeah, make your peace so with it unhealthy yeah long run in the long mm-hmm. run because now mm-hmm. like I think I haven't oh, what are we like 14 days into the new year I think I've yeah. had like maybe one panic attack and it was really small but yeah. um I think I just have a better grip on it like seeing it ahead of time that I yeah. like okay yeah like I saw a TikTok that said like do you hate your body or did you just have a bad day today so I I, I kind of compare it with my mental health like do you feel anxious or you just have a really shitty day and you need to look at that because yeah. I'm such a um I tend to be kind of passive aggressive where I just let things um build up over time yeah. and then it's like too late and then I'm, everything makes me mad and Mm-hmm. you know I, I'll notice like I, I have the best memory in the world so if I'm having trouble remembering something I'm like oh my anxiety must be bad so I need to yeah read or I need to be off my phone way more I need to I look at my report every Sunday on my phone at my screen time because yeah. I'm like if that's like out of control that's why I don't feel good like little things like that that I'm paying attention to like how much yeah. water have I had today <laughs> how, or how yeah. much caffeine have I had yeah, today? have I gone outside how, right? yeah exactly did yeah. I go on a walk to how, when's the last time I left my house to go to the store like yeah. things like that especially oh, during yeah. the pandemic you know yeah what I, mean? I was I was just about to say like the pandemic was probably like another thing too because I remember at the start of the pandemic, um, I, because I get so nervous about stuff, I was so stressed about things yeah. like all the time. Um, when I knew that the pandemic was happening, like they had entered the first lockdown, yeah. I was so anxious. And I always know when I'm really anxious too, because I have nightmares, like really yeah. vivid nightmares, like, like terribly vivid nightmares. And so I was having nightmares like every night. And I was like, this is awful. Like I couldn't sleep. And then when I'd wake up, I would just cry. And then it was horrible. And I remember like Billy, he's so sweet. Like he was just trying to help me. So he was like, why don't we do, because I remembered reading at one point that like implementing some sort of routine before you go to sleep can really help um, manage if you have really bad anxiety before you go to sleep. Yes. Routine is key for anxiety in general. Morning morning and night. Yeah. But if it gets really, really bad at nighttime, then most especially. Yeah. yeah, So that's where it was the worst was at Mm -hmm. night at that time. So we started doing a routine. So he would like, 
I would like go shower, do skincare, like take my time. Right. Mm-hmm. Then I would come back in the room and then I would like, uh, light a candle, right. Turn on my nice lights. And then we would lay down. And then he's like, why don't we, cause I had just bought Disney plus remember it like had just come out. Mm-hmm. So he, Billy has seen like no Disney movies in the past and we've seen them all. So he was like, why don't we pick a Disney movie every night that I haven't seen? And then we'll watch it before we go to sleep. Yeah. It changed the game for me. Cause yeah. I was like, on a routine every single night Mm -hmm. I knew exactly what to expect and so it started like easing me out of that really dark hole that I had fallen into um because it just feels like you're constantly falling and you can't get a grip on anything you can't grab anything you can't stop like it almost feels endless and like hopeless which is Mm -hmm. I think what contributes to the depression part of it too yeah which is horrible so you know, yeah, I started no, like doing it's literally like, never going to get better. Like, oh yeah. Over yeah. And it just head. feels yeah. like, you know, like an Alice in Wonderland when she's like falling, it just feels like you're falling forever and you can't stop it. Like you, there's just nothing you can do. You're just floating yeah. and falling. Mine forever. just feels like I'm going to be sad forever. <laughs> yeah. So you, like, that's never, how... there's just five sads inside my brain. That's it. Yeah. So then I like, once I started doing that, I started doing a morning routine, like stuff that really helps too. Is like, if you make your bed, right. Open oh, your dude. windows, that's open the, your blinds biggest yeah. <laughs> by making your bed my bed's not made right now because I'm doing laundry but yeah. going to bed like so my mom always says she quotes that when I think it was a TED talk where he's like even if you had the worst day ever and you come home to a made bed at least you did one thing right there you At go the end of the day yeah I and I started making my you know bed. Funny? I started making my bed in college because my best friends in college every single one of them always made their bed and like yeah. I never grew up like that so I was like <laughs> I was like, word, like that's we would, thinking. we would try for like a week. So we shared a room on our little yeah. twin beds that we had. We would, and we try. would try and then we'd be like, eh, try. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, I would see them do it. And then when I shared a room with like my best friends, I would be like, oh, I can't not make mine. That looks yeah. shitty. So then I would make mine and then I just got into a habit of it. And then when I started doing a routine, I was like, okay, this has to be part of my routine. Yeah. Like, I have to make my bed. I have to light a candle. I have to open my blinds. So sun comes in. Yeah. Open the crack windows. my window. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Drink water in the morning. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I started like doing this routine, like constantly morning, night, morning, night, morning, night. Mm-hmm. Just so I always like, even if I got nothing done that day, I did my, I, my routine. I, I did my routine. Yeah. yeah. I started journaling. Um, I started yeah. reading a lot more because mm-hmm. I hadn't read in forever. So like, those are all, I think like key things that you can start now before you start making like major moves. Like if you want to go to therapy or if quit you your job say, or yeah, yeah just like your job little or things you could do right now that are free, do those. Yeah. start off. And with they, those. and they give you some sounds, some sense of accomplishment productivity you, yeah productivity yeah because when you feel like that you feel so unproductive like you feel so unmotivated to yeah. do anything and then you beat yourself up about being unproductive because yeah. you're like I didn't do anything today mm-hmm. I'm a big loser like mm-hmm. look at me I'm the worst like everyone thinks it <laughs> yeah you're like everyone's seeing me be unproductive even mm-hmm. though you stayed in your house all day and no one yeah. saw you that's another thing too like I I'll like sleep a lot like I'll stay in my pajamas all day won't change that's mm-hmm. another part of your routine too like change out of your pajamas Close yeah right brush your teeth yeah brush your teeth wash your face brush your hair you know what I mean like whatever that looks like so that's another thing I would do too is like stay in my pajamas all day not eat sleep all day that's like the main signs of my anxiety that's the recipe right there yeah yeah man so just making sure you're taking care of yourself in little ways like it doesn't have to be big ways like get up and go run a mile or yeah eat a green milkshake or whatever or green juice or whatever like just little things you know that you could do that make yourself feel better like for me like when we work together I would go through ways where I would never wear makeup 
Mm-hmm. And then when I would feel my anxiety getting really bad, I would build that into my morning routine where I put on my makeup because it's fun to do and I get to be by myself while I'm doing yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Like little things like yeah. that. And then it's like aggressive self-care, right? Like 1000%. Yeah. But I think that's the most important part. Like I have a night routine right now where I have to journal. And then when I'm done, I can watch two episodes of Parks and Rec right before I go to bed. That's like my routine <laughs> over and over. And I try yeah. my fun light and then my Yeah, that's a great time. one. That's you a great know? way to like um, comfort shows. Yeah. Um, help a lot too. Uh, like to kind of, because I always think of it too, like my brain is always like hyper aware and hyper actively aware. So yeah. like, I'm just constantly thinking about things I have to do, things I haven't done, things that I could have done, but didn't like, that's just like, I'm going through what ifs mm-hmm. constantly in my head. So getting to like watch mindless shows like comfort shows that right before you go to sleep to help mm-hmm. you decompress turn it off go to sleep right yeah. or reading right and then go to sleep directly after like stuff like that helps me another thing that helped me too during the pandemic was playing video games oh me too I yeah. obsessed with animal crossing animal crossing yeah. yeah I did I played um red dead redemption too like Oh man, that was like part of my routine too. I was yeah, like, and it's so funny because we're complete opposites because I play like Tomb Raiders, the only like sort of game I played that's like that, like the newer ones. Yeah. And I can't play them at nighttime because it stresses me out. And then I go to bed and then I'm in a bad mood in the morning. I have to yeah, play. Yeah, because you're thinking about the game. Yeah, I have to play Animal yeah. Crossing or have like Mario Sunshine or something. It's something very mindless like that where I can clean and <laughs> run around, yeah. you know? Yeah, literally. That's like I would play Red Dead Redemption and then I would like, it's, it gives me something to do that is not tied to my worth or my productivity it's just fun just for fun right or it's for fun Mm -hmm. right or I would do uh play sims I love the sims love a good sim moment yeah love a good sim so I that's truly mindless like this yeah that's boring to me even though animal crossing is arguably the same thing but um (laughs) yeah like I remember too like in the sims I never build homes I always just evict the the richest family I like cheat to get money evict the richest family put my family in there right (laughs) eat the rich yeah yeah that's what I always do but then like at the start of the pandemic when I started playing again I built an entire home from scratch oh that's that's, like how I was trying to like cope which Mm -hmm. is good but you have to make sure you don't lean too far into it because yeah it's different when it's becoming a distraction and I was telling my sister it's like I have a big gaping hole in my arm and then I just put a tiny little band-aid over it like exactly no I need to heal I need to do things that are actually well and that's that's when I started telling you because like you noticed how often I was playing the sims like even during lockdown like I would come to my yeah she would like come over and then be playing it well let's like hang out and she's like what yeah I would literally like I'd come over at 9 a.m I'd open my laptop and I'd just sit there till like two just building my house and stuff and then she was a Dason like always knows when I'm starting to feel some type of way so like she would see me mindlessly building that house for like hours and then she'd be like how's everything going are you doing all right and I'm like what do you mean and that's when she I told her about the nightmares and stuff and then she helped me like try to build a routine of some kind she was like I think you need to do something else dude before you go to sleep I used to always joke well I used to always say I'm an empath and now I don't say it anymore because of all it's a joke now yeah (laughs) but I was gonna say I think it's not even being an empath I think it's being like overwhelmingly self-aware so I'm like way too aware of myself so then it makes me super aware of everyone else and how yeah everyone else it's almost like a superpower yeah but I guess what I mean Mm -hmm. that's like someone tells you oh my gosh you're so self-aware and then you're like thanks it's ruining my life because all I can think about is how I affect other people so I'm like, they probably yeah, they probably, yeah. Like, all these like stories I'm making up in my head that um obviously contribute to my anxiety yeah but, yeah I think it's so important to be aware of, of 
uh, your coping mechanisms, if they're helping you cope or if they're just a becoming, band-aid on top. Yeah, on a bullet hole. Up. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, and I, I feel like I'm, I'm like kind of the same, but kind of the opposite. Like I'm extremely empathetic to others. Um, but to myself, I kind of like, I'm not. Yeah. Not so I'm all. like, I'm like, I'm why would good. I do that? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, nah, I don't think that's it. Like, I'm like, I can't stop playing this game for six hours a day. And she's mm-hmm. like, I think you're using this to distract from something else. I was like, what do you mean? Right. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? So I would say definitely where I'm at right now, like my anxiety is at like an all-time high, meaning like I have a good grip on it for yeah. now, but <laughs> every day is completely different. Um, ways that I'm currently coping right now is I'm in therapy once a week. I look Woo! forward to seeing that lady every week. I can't wait to see her <laughs> because every week I'm starting to feel a lot better. And, and then yeah. I, I like, can't wait to see her to tell her like all the new things I've done. Yeah. Um, so, so she's proud of me, which is probably not a good part of going to therapy or going to therapy to get better, not to make people proud of you, but lit- we'll take what we can get. Whatever works though. Yeah. Um, I'm exercising at least once a day, just going to walk. Like it just feels yeah. so nice to clear your head. Cause you're like outside and know what you Yeah. Do. I get some sun. Yeah. And I always go with my parents. So we get to talk the whole time. And so it's really nice. So yeah. I'm doing well, that. I, and, yeah. And then oh, journaling every single night. I journal every night. So yeah. Well, I think for me, it's kind of a similar vibe in the sense that I am extremely aware of it now, which I think is a good thing um, because I think I was running away from it for a really long time, um, trying to avoid having to deal with it because I've always described it to Dayson as like, I almost feel like mine isn't serious enough to be taken seriously, if that makes sense. And because I'm such a high performing anxious person, you know what I mean? Yeah, so like, which I was too, but it doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't hurt you when you go home. Exactly. I mean? So like, it was kind of, I think, um, a really big step for me to be like vulnerable about that and to mm-hmm. accept that I did need help in some ways. And I do need to be more open and honest about it because that was probably what was hurting me the most was having to deal with it by myself Yeah, and feeling like I was alone in having mm-hmm. to deal with it. Um, especially since like, you know, Dayson was so open and honest about it with me. And it was almost like, I, I felt like I couldn't be open and honest with her about mine, um, which is like counterintuitive to why she was telling me in the first place. Yeah. And I honestly think a big part of it was because she knew I felt the same way. So she was trying to like, okay, I'll go first. Then I have to deal with it because of this. What about you? And then I'd be like, uh. <laughs> like So um, I really attribute like a huge part of my ability to get healthier mentally and like focus and prioritize my mental health to Dayson being so open and vulnerable with me because if she hadn't been, I genuinely think I would still be running. Like I would still be running and like, you can only outrun it for so long, man. You're going to have to, you're going to get tired eventually. So that's what I was doing forever. So I like give Dayson like the biggest piece of credit to like me being able to like confront it. And then take charge of it. You know what I mean? Like not be ashamed of it, I guess is the biggest thing. Yeah. And just, it's like so much more like not fixing it, but like helping yourself feel better. I think is like the easiest way to describe it. Like, what can you do to make, my mom always tells me, what can you do to feel better right now? Yeah. She's all kids, turn the TV on, you know? Yeah. And to like, you know, take care of yourself. Yeah. Because I feel like a big part of it is also beating yourself up about it. Yeah. Because you're so, each and every one, everyone is so important yeah and you deserve to feel better and to feel good and mm-hmm. you know you deserve to do things that you want to do that you know will make you feel good in the end you know yeah and so that's why a uh, huge 
portion of what it is I do now is like prioritizing myself and my mental health. So like if I'm feeling some type of way, I don't force myself to create content. I don't force myself to be funny. Take a beat. Yeah, I just take a break. So like I don't take many breaks, but when I do, they're absolutely necessary. And I feel like a lot of people that follow me understand that really well because everybody is so extremely loving. I think like hyper aware of everything. Yeah, and they understand. Yeah, Yeah, they understand I'm not like a machine. So I can't like produce incessantly with no break ever. Mm. Um, I was going to say too, I think it's so funny too because people think that they hate comments because they would naturally hurt someone's mental health like if someone wrote something mean about me um that would hurt my mental health (laughs) but for Drew it's funny she's not even stressed about what people say about her she's stressed about like how can I it's almost like trying to outperform yourself like how can I yeah she's because she's a perfectionist so exactly it's the Virgo in her and yeah literally and also like never I never want to hurt people that I'm trying to help yeah you know what I mean like the people I don't give a shit about I don't care if you call me a fat ugly bitch that yeah. really doesn't matter to me um what means more to me is when people are like hey when you said this um it made me feel some type of way mm-hmm. like next time can you change the verbiage I've had many conversations like that as I've grown as a creator yeah. which I literally would feel so incredibly awful about and cry about even if even though it wasn't like egregious in any way it was just something where I could be better at like changing my verbiage and stuff because language is like ever evolving so oh yeah so important to be able to use inclusive language I can imagine how that would yeah exactly like the inclusive language yeah yeah so just the fact that people are so open to like having the the conversation with me and just letting me know like hey just for future reference if you could say this instead of this next time like Mm -hmm. that would be a lot better and more inclusive towards others and those stuff I always am so open and receptive to that and then on the back end I like I want to die because I feel so terrible because I feel like I could have hurt somebody yeah which is never my intention to like hurt the people that I want to be an ally to. So yeah, of course, but it's going to happen. And as long as you're open to, it's a bit, a form of criticism um, that allows you to grow. And I think that Mm -hmm. growth is such an important part of building on your mental health is you're growing and going through different versions of yourself and of your mental health. And yeah. something my mom always tells me that I always repeat to myself is that it won't always feel like this. Even yeah. though it feels like it in the moment, like it won't always feel like this. So yeah. it's something to look forward to. I'm like, well, I feel like shit today, but like, you know, who knows how I'll feel Tomorrow's tomorrow. a new day. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I guess that's like the end of it, right? Just making sure you're looking for ways to take care of yourself. Don't self-diagnose yourself. If you're able to um, seek help and yeah you know, see a professional you definitely should but I mean the internet has so much information on it so mm-hmm. if you've ever thought like maybe I have anxiety you know and you relate to anything we said or any of the people we brought up today yeah um, just make sure you're taking care of yourself and looking for ways to healthily cope and grow you know yeah. through your mental health yeah and make sure I think like of the first step you can make that doesn't necessarily require like having to talk to professionals just yet it's just reaching out to your loved ones whoever that yeah, is like friends, your family, family your friends like a spouse um, yeah. you know whoever that may be whoever you feel most comfortable opening up to like that like that's probably the first step and the hardest step is to like mm-hmm. reach out to someone and ask and tell them like I think I need help like yeah um can you help me navigate this and obviously like you know, pick someone that, you know, you feel safe talking to and feel comfortable talking to. Cause that was me with Dason. Like I had opened up with Dason about that before I talked to Billy about it, just because like, I wanted to 
really get to the bottom of why I felt the way I did at the time. So things like that are like paramount in helping you start to cope and like confront it and then um, take control of it and then start to grow, grow with it as opposed Mm -hmm. to like in opposition of it, like Mm -hmm. running away from it. So you can grow with it because it's never something that's going to be gone immediately. Like you can take a pill and get rid of it. I mean, we're still works in progress yeah yeah exactly so just know that you are loved and valid and worthy in every stage of your growth and evolution towards bettering your mental health one thousand percent if no one else will listen we'll listen we got you there you go (laughs) so um thank you for tuning in for this episode of two idiot girls yes um please make sure you rate and comment uh, or uh yeah send comments and stuff on our podcast on apple Podcasts and on spotify yes um and then follow us on instagram i think we're going to make a new instagram for the account sometime this week so make sure you look out for that and if you guys have any topics that you want us to uh, talk about or speak on please send them to us yes so we can talk about things that you want to talk about because this was the second most asked about topic so other than that we'll see you next wednesday bye